Welcome to Runners on Trail, the trail running podcast by me, Pat Runners. For me, Pat Runners. I'm Anthony. And I'm Thane. And in this episode, we're talking about motivation. What gets us out the door to run? Why do we run? And why do we run the ultra distances? This is Runners on Trail, episode 7. So welcome to Runners on Trail, we're back. Yay, has been a little bit of a gap. It's we, been a bit of a gap. We apologise. We've um, been working. We've been working. Very it's, hard. It's hard to get it all in, isn't it? Yeah, and we've been training. Yes, you've you know, been doing more training than me. Well, yeah, maybe a little bit more. And we had, to be fair, we also we were planning to do the Green Man Ultra as our next podcast, but that was cancelled because of the snow. It was. Um, it, it was a good call, I think. It was. It, it was the day of the race was actually the worst day of the snow that we had back in the end of March. Beginning um, of March. Beginning of March. Oh, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And it was almost for safety reasons in the end. The, the organisers admitted that we were all mad enough to run the race, even in the snow. But actually, it was a safety concern, um, uh, not necessarily for us, but they couldn't get emergency vehicles out onto the course. And if any someone had had an emergency and the emergency vehicles had wanted to get out, they'd have been called away from dealing with other real emergencies. Yeah. And do you know what? I, I'd have felt really guilty if something had happened to me while I was out running that and someone had to potentially risk their life to come and rescue me. That would have been yes, totally wrong. Yeah. So it was completely the right call. Uh, a few people did run it, but the rest of us have been doing it in dribs and drabs. Well, you've been doing it in dribs and drabs. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done it yet. But So I ran it last weekend with Joe and Simon, and we've got some uh, little clips from that, which we can put in this. So we did that as a, as a threesome. We met on the Facebook chat group and uh, uh, ran it the following day, which was really nice. And it looked really muddy. It was extremely muddy because it's still very wet out there. Yeah. Um, but it was an adventure. It was good great support from their friends uh on the course so it was it was an enjoyable day so we did it in just over 12 hours but uh great fun that's cool so look we wanted to talk about motivation i think both of us wanted to talk about different elements of it you really want to talk about what gets us out the door and what makes us run and i'm intrigued a little bit about what makes us do ultra distance running what what really do we, why really do we do it um, and I think we all have genuine reasons for doing it, but I think mm. there are some reasons that we probably wouldn't care to admit that are the reasons that we do it, but are the reasons that we do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, this episode might ramble and bounce around a bit, but uh, hopefully it will let you know what motivates us and maybe give you pause to think about what motivates you. Should we go through, work through our list then? of how we've broken it down I, I've, I don't know about you I've, I've put percentage against, percentages against each of mine there is no surprise that you've put percentages <laughs> against it I like my list well <laughs> you're, you're just in every way we are different types of people when it comes to running we've discussed this before you know you you, you are so scientific about everything that you do um, from your nutrition uh, and your kit and everything and I am completely the opposite I'm just <laughs> Stuff everything in my face, throw everything on. But you do your research. But you do your research. A little bit of research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you yeah. go first. Okay, okay. So I probably, on reflection, the first two come together. They're around fitness. So I put 5% fitness health and 15% as over 40 staying in shape. So Thanks. basically... No, no, no. <laughs> so you've just outed us both of being over 40. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. damn. Sorry. Great. Go on. <laughs> go on. Um, so so a fifth of it, I guess I'm saying, is all about staying healthy and staying in shape. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah. So for me, when I started running, 
it was all about fitness. Right. The reason I started running was because I was overweight and I wanted to feel better about myself. And so I started going to the gym and part of that was running. And then about two months after I'd started doing that, I did my first half marathon, uh, which is all part of that yeah. um, journey, if you like. And then I like to eat lots of food. <laughs> lots of nice food. Lots of nice food. Cook. Yeah, and, and I like to have the occasional drink as well. Uh, and so I need to exercise. Mm. My metabolism is such that I'd be a, a blob if I didn't do a fair amount of exercise to keep the weight off. So part of the running in its basic form of just running is definitely about fitness. Running on trails is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. That That's just a more enjoyable way of doing the running that I have to do to stay fit. But that's not yeah. the reason I run on the trails. I run on the trails because I love it. But it all stems from a need to be fit and wanting to be fit yeah and i think for a lot of people that's a great motivator and that's what gets them started in running i suspect yeah so i i I, i'm fortunate to have been in reasonable shape through my life um i've I've never seen you put on any weight well people say people say i've never seen you put on weight but i but i do and i know when i'm not in shape because everyone individually knows oh i'm carrying a little bit here and there you know even if you're relatively slim like me um i do know when i'm not in shape and and i know if i didn't do any exercise i wouldn't be in shape um uh, so i like keeping that in you're check so you have to buy child's t- you have to buy children's oh, t-shirts oh, oh. Oh, that's a little bit true occasionally but that's <laughs> exactly. a slight exaggeration but a slight exaggeration but 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 yeah it, it but but you have to work at it. If, if if you don't do any exercise, it doesn't matter who you are, you know. Especially with the the food that modern day lifestyle and food and stuff and everything that's in it, you're almost certainly going to put on weight. And you, or even if you're not putting on weight, you're not fit. You can be slim but not fit. Correct. Yeah. So so in actual fact, yes, it's a way of keeping your engine, you know, well oiled and greased by putting it through exercise and stress. Um, yeah. And I think that's it. That's and you know, and as you get older. You 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 want to keep that fitness going because eventually you won't be able to. So the longer you can keep that going, the better. Yeah, I think that's true. And I guess where we could go from there is, as you've just outed us as being over 40, <laughs> is I do think there's a bit, as you get older, that's a fear of missing out or a fear of not being able to do something at some point in your life and therefore you've got to do it now. Yes, yeah. And you don't have that when you're young. You, I don't think you do. I certainly didn't. I could do anything. Yeah, yeah. And ne- if I don't do it this year, I can do it next year. I'm going to live forever. Well, I'm not sure I thought that. But there is that bit now that I realise that if I don't do stuff now, 10 years' time, I might not be able to do them. Yeah. Uh, whatever that might be. And so I think that's one of the other reasons why I've started doing the ultras. Mm-hmm. As, not just trail running, but the ultra-distance stuff. is because if I don't do it now... I'll probably never get to do it. And it's interesting, I think, if you look at the ages of people entering ultramarathons, mm. there are very few 18 to 24-year-olds. There are lots of mid-30s to mid-40s people doing them. Yes, yeah. Most people look and <laughs> look like, like me on the trails. So, you know. but, 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 if, I really hope, for most of you out there, I really <laughs> hope you don't look like him. 
but it's a you know it's 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 kind of a yeah most people are in our age bracket aren't they yeah um, it's, it's quite broad though yeah you do get people from you know from 18 all the way up to in their 70s but but generally you've got a lot of people in their kind of mid 40s mid 30s as you say doing and it, it could be that FOMO but what else could it be or why is it that it appeals to that age group yeah, I think yeah. I mean certainly endurance events if you look at there are some great studies in this but in terms of people running quickly it's quite a steep line upwards from age 18 to sort of late 20s early 30s of people getting quicker and quicker over endurance events but then the curve down on the other side is a much more gradual decline yes so you can i think something like you you between the age of 18 and to 30 is when you get your quickest to quickest to quickest, but then it takes 40 years almost mm. to get back down to where you were at 18. Yeah. And I think there's also a little bit of, because we've, well, I have come to this kind of running late. I've, I've never maxim. I never, ma- what I'm trying to say is I never maximized my speed when I was young. I did lots of orienteering and things like that, but I was never a inverted commas runner yeah i did a couple of you know, um, um half marathons and things like that but i was never i was never going for pb times i was never running the roads going oh right yeah two seconds quicker today per mile awesome i'm getting better and i was never motivated for that so in actual fact i never peaked so even even now even though i'm well past you know mid-20s for example i'm still actually getting faster because i never I, that, that peak never existed <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the way up well and i think also you're building on a base every year of fitness that you already have mm. um, to get fitter and fitter and fitter and fitter. Yeah. Which takes a long time, I think, unless you're a professional athlete and really are so wedded to it and doing it day in, day out. Yeah. That you can make it happen quicker for you than other people do. So, yeah, so I think that's one of the things. I hadn't had fear of missing out on my list, but there's definitely something in there. Good. Yeah, I agree. The next kind of theme on mine, I put 10% down as bragging rights stroke feel good stroke achieving type theme and and i think you mentioned it before it's it's that kind of like we might be in the first instance and i did but i went through the list saying oh no that's not a reason but it on reflection it, it it is there is definitely something you get from going okay i did something difficult that's that's interesting yeah and i think you know there's two different very for me very different elements there one is feeling good and feeling a feeling of achievement because I know I've done something that's tough mm. and I think that's a good thing to do you know they say pride comes before a fall and I think you've got to be careful about feeling that you've done something amazing and therefore you're brilliant mm. I think that is the case but I think you know there was a challenge there and I met it and I achieved it and I think that's a very positive thing for yeah. people not just in the moment but for going forwards and feeling that they can achieve something if they set their mind to it. I think yes. that's really important. Yeah. The other side of that, of course, as you've just mentioned, is the bragging rights bit. And I think it's the bit that would probably make most people uncomfortable mm. to admit and turn around and say, I run ultras so that people think I'm good. Mm. But I think that it is there for all but the most saintly of people. There is a bit that is about bragging rights. Or if I flip that round how many of us will be willing to go out and train really hard in preparation for running 100 miles, not tell anybody we were training, just pretend we were just going out for doing a couple of miles, go out and run 100 miles, 
not as part of a race because in a race you've got people clapping and cheering giving you that adulation mm. no just go and run 100 miles yeah and then finish and never tell anybody yes yeah. so you've done it all for yourself you've got all that bit that we just talked about the sense of achievement and everything else because you've done it yeah but never tell anybody about it and I think there are very few of us that would do that yeah yeah because I think we probably all feel a little bit that you know it's, it's nice to have people tell you that you've done something and achieved something and yeah that's part of human psyche I think yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely it makes you feel good about yourself but it makes us uncomfortable because that's not the reason we should really do it no and I don't, I don't I don't think for most people, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's not for anybody. I don't think that's the main reason you would do it. Because some of these things are really tough. There's other ways to get to get appreciated other than saying, right, I'm going to go run 100 miles. But I think it's, it, it's a factor for all of us to a certain degree. It's a, well, maybe. It, it, it definitely is a factor for me. Um, I've, I've put it down as 10%. Um, yeah, and I, and I try to be fair. Yeah, I don't think it's huge for me, but I think it's it's definitely there. It's definitely ten percent, yeah, maybe a little bit more. I don't know, but the bit that flows on from that, I guess, is in my head is is talking about the challenge of the event. Yeah, because you you can't have bragging rights if it's if it's not a challenge. You know, yeah. If you if you go down the shop and buy a, a Mars bar and come back home and say went down the shop, bought a Mars bar, ate it. Not many people are going to big you up for that, are they? Yeah, even if it's a Mars bar duo, okay? <laughs> um, you know they're not going to do that, but they are going to probably give you some kudos for doing something like an ultra. Yeah. The interesting thing for me is that if you go back twenty, thirty years, if you've done a marathon, everyone gave you loads of kudos. Yeah. And I think you still do get kudos for marathon, but loads of people have done them. Yes. So I yeah. think people then moved on from that to things like Ironman. Yeah. And that was the really big thing. If someone had done an Ironman. Goodness me, I couldn't even imagine doing it. And then eventually, I did an Iron Man. I know loads of people have done them now. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think I don't give kudos to people who've done Iron Man, but it, when so many people have done them, it just doesn't seem as tough anymore. It's not so much of a challenge. If everyone can do it, yes. it's not as much yes. of a challenge. Yeah. And so I do wonder for a little bit whether ultras, and especially the big ones, the big multi dayers, yeah. like Marathon de Sable, as a great example because it's mm. famous, mm. are the logical next step extension of those that mm. people and whether therefore there are people that do those events so that they can be seen to have done the challenge I know full well it's not the reason I'm doing them yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the main reason I'm doing it in fact it's not the reason I'm doing them at all I like possibly the kudos I get from it but it's yeah. not the reason that I do it yes yeah yeah I don't know yeah. no indeed I think Marathon Disciples for me is a difficult one um, because quite often when I when, when people say oh you do ultras oh have you done Marathon Disciples it's nearly always the next sentence that comes out of uh, uh, out of their mouths, and and for me, it's like no. And of all the ultras that exist, that's the one I want to do the least. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because that's like five seven thousand pounds to go do one, and you can get an equal challenge for five hundred quid. Uh, and not only that, but most of the race isn't is actually more for you know run by business people as a challenge as the next big thing. Well, and um, I think maybe so that, that puts me off, which is a bit unfair because I know some people have done it, and I'm not I'm not belittling that race. But no, it's, it's it's become something else. But um, it does show that for you, the bragging rights aren't that big a part of it. And I've got not, haven't got that much interest in doing sub either because if you did, if you wanted the bragging rights, you do the one that everyone knows about. Yeah. yeah. You don't do the ones that no one's heard of, and you go, "What, what are you doing? Where's do that this, then? What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> oh, 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 I did spine. I did spine fusion. Oh, really? That's nice. You know, and, and don't bother questioning about it because they don't know what it is. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's important though that you're just honest with yourself about why you're yeah. running. Yeah, I mean, I'm searching at the moment for my motivations 
in order to do more training than I'm doing. So I'm doing a lot of self-reflection. Um, whilst I did Green Man the other you know weekend, well, seven, eight days ago, eight, nine days ago, um, I've not really done any running since that. And I should be doing a lot more because we've got 100 in three weeks' time. Yep. And yes, there's lots going on in work and other things, but but it needs to be more of a priority for me. And I'm trying to unlock my motivations to actually do more preparation than I'm doing. Well, why don't we step into that then about what motivates us to get out the door in the first place? Mm. I think we've talked about fitness and things like that. I don't think getting out the door and training Mm. gives you bragging rights and kudos. Mm. It is really interesting. And we've spoken before in the training episode about getting out the door. And I talked about Dave Kincannon's um, exercise book where he talks about you know, the, the toughest thing is getting your clothes on, the toughest thing is tying mm. up your shoelaces. And it is that, because the silly thing is, we all know, once you've started running and you've been doing it for a bit, you know that when you get out the door, it's going to feel good. And when you get to the end of the run, it's going to feel good. I think, yeah. you know, you do, you you, you get home, you, you've run five miles, and you can go down and you can buy that Chinese takeaway and you can eat it and not worry about it and you can sit there and come and, back to that food yeah. well, I love food um, but also you know the endorphins run around your body you know it's going to feel good yeah And but you're right there's different there's different so, motivation do I get a kick out of the actual running itself on road no when I finished doing like a five six mile run around you know around the village and stuff like that yeah okay I feel good for having run it am I feeling good when I'm doing it no and part of it is is boredom i know the roads i know i know i can only get so far from my front door where there's going to be something new but actually if it's no i'm going to travel somewhere in a car and i'm going to run over there and i've not run there before that's a lot more motivating so like for example if if the mulvans were on my doorstep that would be a different that would be a bit more oh hang on i can get out on some trails here i can see some good views i can you know, take a different path, take a different route, cross, cross you know, cross, cross country. But I can't do crop. Uh, I can't cut cross country here because it's just farmers' fields and things. You know, there aren't routes to take. So part of it is a lack of routes and lack of options. I think, and and that that just it, it's not it just holds me back sometimes from just saying, yeah, hey, I'm just going out for a run. Yeah, I guess. So when I I run into work and there's various routes I can take this but there's some simpler routes that I work in London that I can make longer or shorter because it's very easy you run up the river and you can cross a bridge and run back down the river and that just makes runs of different length and so what gets me out what this is a question I'm asking not not a statement what gets me to run five miles or ten miles Mm. or two and a half miles in the morning Mm. because those I've got three runs that my basic runs which are two and a half miles five miles and ten miles and the, the one I normally run is the five mile and sometimes I run the 10 mile and very occasionally I run the two and a half. What motivates me to do those? You know, I think it gets back to, we talked about the fitness and everything else. And I know if I don't do them, I'll just feel sluggish and I'll feel rubbish. Mm. But there is a bit at the moment of uh, the motivation is fear. You've run a hundred miles before. You've done several hundred milers. This will be my first hundred mile attempts path. Mm. And that's what's getting me out. I, I went out today um, some of you may have seen uh, the picture on Twitter where I went out. We ran out. In the, I ran out in the pouring rain this morning because I know I had to get the miles in. And I did a 15 mile run. Um, ended up with severely chafed nipples, um, blood running down my shirt. Lovely. But what made me 
do that run in fairly non-enjoyable run to mm, be fair mm. in the rain I, I can't say I really enjoyed any bit of it yeah. apart from knowing that I was putting the miles in and knowing yeah, that yeah. it's preparation for what I'm doing yeah uh, that's what got me out the door then yeah but mostly I get out the door and run because I, I genuinely get a pretty good feeling from it mm. and, that, and that's why I go and do it rather than getting the tube to work yeah okay that's good and, and an extension of that um when I was uh, talking to when we did the Green Man Ultra, Joe and Simon, Simon's motivation was, "I love running." So I asked him a question: "What, what you know? What's the breakdown?" What's it? And he said, "No, I, I just love running. I just want to run. Just let me run." And that's it. It's like one hundred percent. I like running. Motivation. So um, yeah, interesting. Okay, so we talked about fitness. We talked about bragging rights a big thing for me which i know i've probably might have undercooked in my percentages is 20 percent is about the journey the views the exploration and i know and you've pointed it out to me and i've listened back to podcasts that we've done stuff that i do talk a lot about the journey of these not in a bad way i just think it's 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 obvious when you talk the, the passion in your voice for what you're seeing not not the journey in terms of the traveling the distance but of what you're, the stuff you see yes. and, and and your feelings and it, it clearly runs very deep for you mm. and I, I i don't know whether that stems from i've generally done a lot of orienteering with my teens um that going out that route finding going to new places all the time done loads of hiking as adventure scouts and we did lots of crazy stuff so i've always been on adventure that. scouts they're, no, they're known for being crazy people <laughs> we were we were really good uh great time but, but we were out almost sorry like, if you're in the we Venture were, Scouts I'm, I'm just yeah. yeah but we were out like every weekend you know it was, you know, back in the 80s and stuff and we were just mountain biking walking hiking climbing you know we just couldn't get enough of it so, badass so but that whole seeing new things is important to me and and I, I remember those those memories stand out a lot and I, I particularly like the where you're travelling on these ultras from point A to point B I like them to be a long line done in one go for some reason i prefer that to a stage race i've done only done one which was the om um, which was a two-day stage race um and i don't like that going to bed and getting up and then getting going again i prefer just to have the challenge of start here's a long distance stop um and i like the fact that the ultras are normally always done on long distance path or areas of outstanding natural beauty they've got to be attractive for runners to want to run them they're deliberately put to see great views and have great challenges on them etc and i prefer that to maybe going around in a big circle to end up where i've come where i started from because that seems a bit you know mentally counterintuitive i want to go somewhere i don't want to come back to where i started i might as well not have left so i like those long runs going from a to b and i can then look at a map and go oh i ran from there to there look and uh, I can see it in front of me and it's an objective to get to it's like oh it's over there you've got to get you know 100 miles 50 miles in that direction um, along this ridge line or along that so anyway it's a little bit more but but effectively yeah that journey from A to B the views the exploration seeing new things is, is definitely a big part and 20% is probably undercooked for me okay um, of course this is Runners on Trail the trail running podcast by Midpack Runners for mid pack runners and maybe now maybe now in episode 7 is the time to out you 
just a little bit, given the fact you've just raised it, and I have waited to talk about this because you've just raised it. I thought we'd mentioned this already. Haven't no, we? no, we? we've not mentioned. Did this. I bury it? Yeah, you bury it. You, you, you cut it out in an edit. <laughs> I did. So I'm going to raise this now. So as I've said, runners on trail, the trail running podcast, by mid pack runners, for mid pack runners, Fane is a little bit of a fraud <laughs> because in 2012, Fane won the Om. Now this is yeah. Stand, yeah, we, I won, I won the OM with my brother. Yes. One of the seven categories. This was not the elite um, uh, course. Um, and, and, and for people who know the OM, I think it's still the same. I think there's seven courses. Four of them are line courses. So so they're all orienteering. Um, uh, but four of them are line courses. So get, go from control one to control two, all the way blah, 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 to control 16 and then back to the end. Um, or however many controls there are. Um, but the other... So, so, yes, you have to navigate, but there is a certain amount of being able to maybe follow the team in front. The other three courses are called score events, which are a lot more orienteering-based, where there are, like, 25, 30 checkpoints, and they have different values, and it's up to you to decide which ones to go to to score the maximum number of points you can in the allotted time. And as soon as you start going over that time, you start being penalised really heavily and start losing lots of points. So it's much more suited to orienteers. So we did the short score, which is, I think, five hours day one, four hours day two, as opposed to the medium, five and six, and the long six and seven, but it's the same course. Um, And, yeah, of 112 teams... You won. We came first. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in in a long and convoluted explanation, <laughs> Sorry, just trying to put it. You in won the arm. So, <laughs> mid pack runner, my ass. <laughs> I know. Here's the trophy. Oh yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. See now you got me going. You, you understand? Though, you understand? It's a podcast. People can't yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lump of wood. It's yeah, nice. I know. But this is the trophy we got when we had to hand the main one back. I'm not sure if I like you for saying, pointing that out, but I, I am a mid-pack runner. I'm a mid-pack runner. Yes, I've just done well on one occasion. On one occasion. Okay, on two occasions. But what was the other one? Oh, of course. Hang on, hang on. Isn't there some 15-year-old prize you won? Yeah, yeah. I was Southwest Orienteering Champion for the uh, uh, is it a, a 14, 15-year-old category. So that's the that's the other claim the to fame. Claim to um, glory. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but that's it. There is no more. Good. But I'm firmly mid-pack, as proven multiple times in the ultra distance. So for me, I'd never really got into running in a big way. I did it because I needed to do it, It was, and that was fine. But there was nothing that excited me about it, not really. And I'd tried a few different things, like tried to go barefoot and stuff like that to try and yeah. generate some kind of interest in my head for it. And then I'd seen Transvulcania on TV and, and thought about doing it but that was because it was a challenge it wasn't anything to do with yeah, thinking yeah, it'd be amazing yeah. and I'd enjoy the views or anything like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you suggested we did it and we had to go and do the qualification race we chose to do the Scarfell Pike Marathon mm-hmm. and as soon as I started doing it I mean you know within minutes of us starting it I was just overflowing with happiness mm. I was having such a good time and through that whole day, I mean, it's one of the longest races I've done, especially over a marathon distance. Took us over seven hours That's that day. My fault, though. Well, and the conditions were, were you know, were, they were, were very wet, but slippery, very yeah. wet and slippery. But I just had such a good time, mm. and I enjoyed it so much. And yes, it was because it was a challenge, and we were con- going to conquer the challenge, and that was part of it. 
but the idea of going up top of Scarfell Pike somewhere I'd never been before yes was amazing and you know I just took the mick out of scouts a little bit I, I, I'm not really taking the mick now I think there's a little bit for me of I've never got out and I was in the Sea Cadets when I was a kid and I enjoyed that and we yeah. did lots of good stuff but I've never got out into nature and done that sort of thing and I kind of wish I had and again maybe back to the FOMO bit fear of missing out stuff yeah, I, yeah. it's not fear of missing out but it's stuff I've never done and so mm. you suddenly realise life's coming up you need to try and cram all this stuff in but as we ran I just the whole day was joyous and I just realised that after years of trying to find a sport or something that I could feel passionate about mm. there it was and it just hit me massively mm. it was like love or something I guess yeah so that's for me there's a huge part of it that's that I go out and run on trails because I love it now do I love running ultras do you know what I don't think I do mm. I do those because I love the like the challenge of them yeah but when I'm running them I'm not filled with joy not all of it anyway Transal kind of was great and I really enjoyed it and the views were amazing and I we've gone on about the views and so that was great but I was much happier probably running four hours one day yeah. and then going to the beach and then next day running another four hours than I am running 12 hours of it you happen to like the ultra because because you're running on a trail and it's not the fact that it's the ultra distance it's the fact that you're just running on the trail still. Yeah, I, I like the ultra because it's a challenge. Yeah. But I'm not sure I love the ultra. Yeah. In the same way as I love running on the trail. Yeah, yeah. So I've got um, also got on my list, which comes back, which comes to this challenge thing that you were just talking about, although it's a slightly different take on it, which is I put down 20% is the challenge. It's the overcoming that challenge. Um, and for me, it's, it's the bit I'm really enjoying about spine fusion at the moment. And it's equally true in the, you know, Transvolcania. Look at the amount of planning we had to do for that. To think, you know, all the aid stations and timings and what we were going to do and beating the cutoffs and lots of dynamics. Um, doing Cotswolds Way Century was, was challenging. Spine fusion is immensely challenging trying to work out how on earth I'm going to get through that. But I, I, I genuinely enjoy that challenge. I'm, you know taking it apart decomposing it trying to work out well, how, how can I keep going after that length you know after multiple days what's my food what's my nutrition I don't know where I'm going to be on the course at any time because it's so too difficult to predict I don't know what the weather's going to be like at the same time I don't know where my sleep's going to be how, how can I be prepared to be able to sleep anywhere and what's my equipment and things like that and we've talked about this sort of thing before in the different ways that you and I go about this sort of stuff you're incredibly scientific you, you know the fact that you, your list has percentages against it <laughs> today you know shows the difference in us mine's just a random list of stuff that I've written down Yours, you've clearly thought a huge amount about it and when it comes to nutrition you've, you've sat there and analysed stuff and read loads of books and everything else and I'm just the person who stuffs their face with everything that they can get their hands on mm. there's a real difference in the way that we plan and go against stuff but there's little idiosyncrasies that I find really funny in that yeah. In that, for example, we've been on our way to a race and I said to you, so have you got everything on the kit list? And you went, there's a kit list? And <laughs> you'd, you'd gone through all the nutrition and everything else, but you hadn't bothered to read the mandatory kit list. On the, on, I, on I assumed I planned it right and uh, I'd worked it out myself. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, of course, yeah, in that, that was Scarfell Pike and you had to, we had to find a, a survival blanket for you because you hadn't realised that you had to take one. So it's really interesting that we, but I'm the same. I, I love the logistics and the planning. Mm. My wife says she thinks 
that maybe even I enjoy that more than I enjoy the running. But the, the planning lasts so much longer than the race, doesn't it, normally? If you're doing a half marathon, you might just turn up and do it because you just need a pair of trainers and a, and a T-shirt and off you go. Yeah, and a ticket to wherever it is you're going. Yeah, yeah but, but for doing these races, the ultra distance, and even, even a, a short trail run, you know, a, a trail um, event, you're off road, you're off track. You know, if you're doing a marathon, trail marathon, it's going to take more logistics. There isn't going to be, oh, it's just an A station every five miles. Just pick something up as you run past. And you don't need to worry about anything. It's not like that at all. You've, you've got a kit. You've got some emergency equipment on you, uh, thinking about water and things like that. So you need to, you know, you're working all that through in your head. Yeah. And I think that's the bit that I love. And that's the bit, I guess, that once you get into the longer distances, the marathons and maybe the ultras, that's when you really need to start planning those logistics, the, the nutrition, what you're going to have with you. You know, right, so I'll, t- I'll need to take extra powders to fill up bottles with because I don't just want to drink water. What yeah. do I not? Or how much extra nutrition do I take? What type of stuff do I take? Do I take two coats, which I traditionally do because I like a really lightweight, thin, windproof one and a waterproof one, which I don't really like to wear unless I really have to. All those bits, and but I've only got a backpack of a certain size, so it's all about compromise and working out what you're going to do. All of that planning is the bit that I think I really enjoy. Mm. Uh, which is why I think ultimately I'll probably end up doing something like Spine Fusion because it's just a brilliant logistical planning yes. bit of fun. Yeah, and interestingly, there was an email that came out to the people taking part in Spine Fusion for, uh, today from a uh, psychologist doing a study, and they want to do a uh, want people to volunteer for this study, and it's all about what's your coping strategies, what's the psychological side of doing it, etc. So, so, yeah, and it's, it's... Which comes it's back to motivation again, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to want to know, you know, afterwards, did it live up to what you wanted, I suspect? And some of that's going to include the motivation that made you do it in the first place. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there must be a little bit, there is a bit, I think, of it that's, you know, why do people climb Everest? Well, because it's there, it's there to be beaten. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting turn of phrase maybe beaten there you know you beat the mountain you beat the yeah, course yeah. yeah and I think there is a bit of it that's that I, I know for myself that I started off when I started running just because of the type of person that I am quite focused on times and I, mm. you've commented several times to me that I'm yeah you think I'm probably too focused on times I'm, I think I'm getting much better at that not that it's, it's wrong or right but I'm realising that it's about the journey as you talk about and about achieving the task it's ultras are so tough a lot of the time just getting to the end is is the big tick it's like doing an exam it's just a pass or fail yeah yeah or doing an exam with these different grades the timings i guess could be grades but ultimately if you say you've done some exams all people care about is whether you did it or passed it or failed it yeah 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 because it's that tough yeah and i doubt in sort of these races i could suddenly oh i could just go a lot faster and cut two hours off my time i'll just get tighter quicker and end up slowing up <laughs> you know yeah. my body's probably got a capacity in how far it can go that how quickly it can cover that distance irrespective yeah. of my approach which i think was the point you were just making but yeah and, and why ruin a really nice run by having to work really hard <laughs> well and, and there is a bit of that isn't there you know enjoy yeah. it relax and enjoy it yeah. more yeah um if all and I'm you're doing get... is panting and looking at the ground <laughs> i'm not i'm missing out on something else well and the real rewards therefore are different aren't they yeah so that comes back to what is your motivation yeah, is yeah. your motivation to smash this race as hard as you can as quick as you can and get to the end with the best result that you can mm. or is it to go and run it get the achievement of running the distance whilst looking at the scenery and listening to the birds and yeah and, yeah. and enjoying that and having a it. chat with other people on the trail exactly yeah 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 
so yeah so that's so that's the challenge aspect for me i've got 10 percent building resilience really it's 15 because i've got another one called etching the soul out which i think is the same thing it's it's man it's, that's, that's it's, deep it's, it's it's the it's like people say but every time you do some of these things you etch your soul that little bit deeper uh, make it that much that much bigger um i do think there was a bit about building resilience you know hardening up overcoming challenges you know people say oh it's a good life you know when you go through hard times they go, oh it's a good life experience and there is a little bit of truth in that i do think sometimes life is particularly comfortable and i was hearing a uh, there was an article um that was on the spine fusion page which was actually an article and a trail running thing that somebody had um, written um and they were asking this couple an elderly couple who were running there um in the late 60s early 70s and they both ultra and they were being interviewed and they said well why do you why do you ultra one of them said um oh i don't know because we've got such a comfortable house and the other one said yeah it's because we've got a comfortable house it's because life is easier self-driving cars you know inevitably come in the next five ten years or so and therefore you have to go out your way you know at the base level we're animals which have certain fundamental desires wishes and 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 passions and, and things and and sometimes with life you have to still get that balance and as things become more comfortable in a lot of directions um you have to go more extreme in other directions to keep that balance going i think there's something in it i, I mean i've not done a scientific you know clearly, no, I think a scientific right. study but there's something in there no i think you're right and as i said earlier on it's there's a little bit in there it's about yeah having done it you've always got that memory to fall back on yeah if i if i did that why can't i do this yeah or i did that there's no reason i can't do this you know I've got yeah. it, let's go out and do it um I'll talk about the next one on your list because that's the one that I've got something on as well. So you said yeah. meet, so people, from your, meet yeah. people from your tribe. Yeah, 15%. Meet people from my tribe. I do think that a large part of it for me is meeting people on the trail. I've never run on the trail and met somebody thought, oh my God, he was awful, she was awful. It's always been everyone... It, it gets, as they say, I, I listened to it in another podcast, things get very real on the trail. When you've been out running for four five six 18 20 hours plus on the trail there's nowhere to hide you can't it's not the environment where you can keep pretending you're somebody different you're in genuine pain probably Uh, you're uncomfortable you're nervous you've got concerns um and, and people are very open and more often than not when i've been running with people everyone people start talking about their life experiences their concerns their what they would like to do and it just gets very real i think and and i and i like that and and most people who do this sport i don't think if 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 you've got enough in you to to say i want to go run this distance i want to go do these things there's normally something about you that's really interesting you know most people don't get up in the morning and just say oh you know what i'm just going to run 100 miles you know there's a there's a motivation why most people are there and that in itself is an interesting discussion point you know why why did you want to do this what was your motivation yeah i think one of the interesting things is the older you get i think the less i feel i need to pretend to be something i'm Mm. not not that i necessarily ever have but you know i really really don't now and so i think you're right because trail running has slightly older people, I don't think you don't find many brash trail runners. No, not really. No. Yeah, some people can occasionally come across a bit like that in interviews and things. But I think when you're actually out on the trail, as you say, there's 
very few brash people. They're just honest people. I think that's nice. But it's interesting that you say meet people from my tribe because I've written down join a club. Yeah. I think there is a little bit about coming back to the ultras especially where I'm doing it because I want to achieve something. Mm. But it's always nice, I think, to feel part of a team. Feel feel you're part of something bigger, maybe. Yeah. And so to say, for example, if you've done the Bob Graham, there actually is a club that you can join um, and be part of the Bob Graham club. But for all of the runs, you know, oh, you did Scarfall Pike, I've done Scarfall Pike. And there is that little bit, I think, about race T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I've bumped into people who've had the same race T-shirts as me. Yeah, yeah, and then you feel like there's a little, that feeling of together and belonging, and, but I don't get really as much from running half marathons. Although I still do. I mean, I've yeah. got Bristol half marathon T-shirts, and every time I see someone in a Bristol half marathon T-shirt, I do feel there's a little bit of a connection. Yeah, but it's weird though, isn't it? Because, but there is so much. I think it's why there's quite a lot more to the trail running and, and, and trail and ultra running is that if you meet somebody with the same t-shirt and done Scarfell Pike you go oh how was it when you got up to the top of Scarfell Pike what about those rocks at the top oh how was that descent you know you can talk about the race and the journey and everyone goes oh yeah that second climb god I hated that I thought I'd done Scarfell Pike and I just got this really steep other one um, but when you've run a, if you meet somebody else who's done the Bristol Half Marathon you never say oh what did you think of the turnaround at the end of that road oh did you enjoy running past the hippodrome you know it's just like I don't know I don't care you know I was just clocking some miles in do you know what I mean but it, so there's, there's all these reference points and these experiences and it doesn't matter whether you whether you were first or last you still had to run up that mountain <laughs> you still had to cover those rocks you know there was a lot of shared experiences irrespective of where you came in the field yeah I think there's a lot more of those in the ultras I mean I think London Marathon, for example, there's still those reference points. You know, That's, every, yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. going, how were your legs when you got to Canary Wharf? Yeah, they were naked. Yeah, I thought they might have been. They always are. Yeah, um, that's true. But I think you're right. It, it, there is that shared bit. And also, we talked earlier on about ultras are the new Ironman as mm. was the new marathon. Yeah. If you're all part of the same club, then then you probably don't feel as special if you're part of a smaller club. Yes. There's, yeah, there's yeah. Diff- not necessarily more difficult to get into, mm. but it's just there's only a few of you that have done it and you all know why you've done it yeah especially when it comes to ultras you'll as you said have had different reasons for going out and doing that sort of thing mm. then you'll you'll feel that connection more so than if you um potentially than if you've gone and done something big there is this feeling of bonding with people who've done the same or similar things to you yes so one of the things i would like to talk about is how to get motivated you know there's a couple of things i do which which help me get motivated for run if I'm lacking in motivation and I need to get out and I need to need to plan. One of them is I listen to motivational um, uh, motivational videos or motivational um, podcasts. Pod, no, motivational scripts. Uh, how can I explain it? So, uh, there's one called um, which I really like called um, Your World Within, um, which is done by this guy who's a motivation. He, he's, he's drifted into doing motivational videos I, I, I liked the ones he's done but he's done like 20 30 of them and they're they're really like little two minute things it's not evangelical like some some of the motivational things are but it really he thinks hard and he set up his own kind of little business making these these little videos and well worth the watch and and for a number of them he's he's actually put them on albums and it's all it's all free content um and you can download his albums from itunes which are basically all the lots of these two three minute kind of 
like like pause for thought type things um really well done and and there's one there's one album called run done by him and it's just like running in the rain why 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 would you run in the rain i won't spoil it it's well worth listening to and it's not for sore nipples i'll tell you that (laughs) and quite often I, i put those on i listen to them and i go come on you know it just puts a little bit of fire in your belly so i listen to those a little bit especially if i need it i'm not listening to them all the time but i just flip them open and go yeah really good points um the other thing i like doing is i like looking at the runs on google earth so because they're ultra or they're trail marathons you can't necessarily can't necessarily drive around them one of the things i like to do is actually um download the gpx file into google earth and i fly over it um in in airplane mode um it's because you're a dweeb it it could be and i like flight simulators but actually flying over the route and mentally preparing myself okay it's there it's there this is a big climb this is looks okay getting familiar with it in my head i I find motivational and it just means i can i can get my head into that race um and i've not started doing it yet but for tape path 100 i'll I'll start thames path 100 did i say i always say that don't i for thames path 100 i'll fly the route and start to work out where the you know geographically where things are how long it will be realistically from a to b things to look at on route oh that's a point of interest that's quite interesting there's a you know a stately home here or that or a set of locks or other things like that so so yeah so those two things i do to kind of motivate myself sometimes is there anything you do to i don't really find i i generally don't find i have too much of an issue motivating myself to get out one because i as I, we've discussed earlier if i don't run i get fat so i guess that motivates me to get out but other than that i because i genuinely really enjoy my running mm. even if it's just on pavements quite a lot of the time it's not the same as running on the trails but i do still enjoy it yeah i i don't lack the motivation and i think because i've been running for a long time now or it feels like a long time but it's you mm. know i've been running properly for sort of 15 years now yeah yeah as dave can kind of say the toughest thing i know is tying those shoelaces up mm. and i know i've done it often enough now that i know when i get out and i lock the door and start running i'll feel good yeah and i'll yeah. be glad yeah. i did it yeah so it's rare for me to not Really, to really, really, if I and I guess if, if I really, really lack the motivation to go out, there's probably a good reason. Yeah, to not go. Okay, that's interesting because that's the difference we have, isn't it? Because I, I, I'm not quite the same. Um, I do sometimes need that kick to get out. I don't need the motivational kick to go and run ultras, but I need the kick to go and do training. Yeah, and I guess that, that that's I really, you know, that's where I struggle. It's I'm, not the racing; it's the it's the training I struggle with. Yeah, and I've never really thought about it until you just said it then. But for most of our Sunday training runs, mm. it's normally been me contacting you and saying, shall we go out and run on Sunday? Yeah. I, I, I generally hadn't even thought about it until you just said it. But yeah. I guess that's how it has been. And it's a lot easier to go training if I'm training with you than it is just to go do a run around the block. Ah, well, there's another one for motivation. And I definitely would echo that, that those bigger runs mm. on a Sunday, I know if you're not there and I'm running up and down Bridge Valley Road in Bristol it's so much easier to quit after 10 if we're going to, if I want to do 20 yeah than if you're there with me when you're there's a bit of uh, we've got to do another yeah come on <laughs> go, no you're not quitting come on let's keep going so definitely yeah. the motivation of running with someone and I think I wouldn't be where I am in terms of the trail running journey if we hadn't done it together there's been a bit of 
doing that thing with somebody. Yeah, that's well, made arguably it... you wouldn't have done Transvolcania. Correct. You, you put the seed in my head, and then I threw it back at you, and you yeah. went right. So we were both committed. <laughs> yes, but you know, as you said, it's. it's I, I probably would. I'm sure. No, I'm, I know I would now continue doing it, mm. but I still think it's. I enjoy it more doing it with you mm. than I do. I would if I was doing it on my own. God, full on bromance there. I know. <laughs> so I recorded some clips when I was doing the Green Man Ultra mm-hmm. with Joe and Simon. Yeah. Maybe there's a chance to. Uh, this is a good opportunity, sorry, to to play some of those clips now because we started talking about motivation okay. and what was motivating us to be there that day and some other interesting answers. Runners on trail. So, I'm just going to do a bit of recording. So, <laughs> we are... <laughs> so, we are nine kilometres. Should do it in miles, really, shouldn't we? But we're six a K, so nine yeah, k. miles suck. Yeah. <laughs> nine kilometres into Green Man. I'm running with... Simon. Joe. Simon and Joe. And we met up on Facebook yesterday. Um, this is all part of the Green Man being cancelled in the snow in March. And... Uh, so people are running it in their own time, odd weekends, and it just so happens that our plans coalesced. Uh, that's a long word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's early in the run. <laughs> no, that's going to stop later, I think. There'll be grunts at the end. So yeah, we're nine kilometres in, in what, hour and 12 minutes? And we're just uh, running through um, Blake, well, walking through Blake's <laughs> Castle. Yeah. Taking it nice and easy, walking up hills. Um, hope to finish. Started at seven. And Got past, thanks to yeah. Mr. Faff over there. <laughs> Garmin, huh? <laughs> Starting the GPS machines off. Um, we've got to have the evidence, though. There's no one here to check, is there? Yeah. So, um, we hope to do it in about 11 and a half hours. Um, our target is to get under 12. And uh, should be a nice day. It's a lovely morning. Um, but the rain's coming in at four o'clock, so that might motivate us a bit to so speed up. It gets heavier and heavier through the evening, so uh, yeah, should be good. So now 16.2 kilometres, two hours, 10 minutes, about 15 minutes ahead of schedule. Um, just approaching. Ashton Court, which is actually the start finish, but unfortunately for us, is much closer to the start <laughs> than the finish. If this was now like night, we'd be like, oh, come on, yeah, yeah. So just walking up to the conservatory, not feeling too bad, you guys. Yeah, feeling good. Not too bad. <coughs> it's quite a nice morning because it's Easter Sunday. It's actually really quiet. I feel quite righteous being out and running they've not done the church i'm looking forward to my easter egg when i get him i'm not yeah. gonna lie yeah. and we got easter egg oh you've got an easter egg Kurt. Uh, top um, of dundry top, top of, of dundry top here? of dundry i'm getting a cream egg you better have a cream egg or it's gonna so this episode is all about motivation so what's your motivation for doing this today oh, easter egg at the finish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not running. <laughs> like a dog that needs to be walked. <laughs> it's definitely about getting the miles in Come then, on. is it? Just get him out Get him out of here. Yeah, okay. 
So you get off phone one and say, come on, go! Yeah, go on. Get rid of that me. energy. <laughs> Leave me in peace. Yeah. She's probably having a lovely day. I actually feel quite good because it feels like a debt at the moment doing this race, isn't it? Because because yeah. it was cancelled. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like something that's got to be cleared off of the list of things to do. It's like, I feel under pressure. Who was time on Facebook? I must do it. I hope that was the best I can do. Yeah, it's the best I can do. That's the happiest we're going to look for the next. I haven't got used to the camera yet. Do you mind if I record you on a podcast? Is that right? No. You don't mind? I don't mind. Speak now, Fred, hold your peace. I can cut it out. So this is like the best pop-up pop-up aid station ever, isn't it? Boot of a car. Amazing. I need to tuck in. Hands up, hands up. I hope it's still... I'm hoping there's still a cream egg in there, so I'm so I can have another one. Yeah. Can I have the cream egg as well? Is that right? Oh, go on then. <laughs> there's, there's one. I feel guilty. Did, did, did you do one else? <laughs> <laughs> you and your tongue? Never know where it's been. It keeps it She's been mentioning out. the egg for some time. Yeah. <laughs> you were so lucky. <laughs> I, I had given up hope of finding cream eggs. And then when I was in... Um, really? Um, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose after yeah. Easter, everyone decided... Oh, but, um, yeah, there's only a few left in uh, Sainsbury's. <laughs> Ready, three, two, one. Green man! Green, Green man! man. <laughs> <laughs> like he's humping the air. <laughs> 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 Jake can cool. tag me. Alrighty. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, you very nice much nice indeed. Cheers. Yes. And then she still might not need the house. I've got cold. Oh, So that 27.6 kilometers. Yeah. Awesome aid station. <laughs> you know, okay. Four hours, 15. Sorry? Yeah. Oh, she stopped. Oh, we're that way, aren't we? Yeah. That was a good aid station. That was, that was unexpectedly awesome. good. That was immense of them. Felt guilty turning up. It was like, <laughs> my word. I was expecting like a bottle of water and like, yeah. there you go, it's your egg. No, he's, you gone, he's gone all out. He's gone all out. That was amazing. <laughs> it was like a little shot. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all paying for anything? <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the Rock Ultra. <laughs> More specifically, the 80s Rock Ultra. <laughs> I'm not sure how Woodwows it is, but it's it's the modern version. So we are 39 kilometres, six hours, ten minutes. We're about on pace, I think, for just finishing under 12. Difficult to tell. We've done the uphill bits generally, and. Hopefully through most of the muddy sections. <laughs> or maybe not! No. <laughs> okay. It is quite muddy. And quite wet. Matt's taken for running through all the water. I'm still a bit pussy and want to keep my feet dry. I've given up having dry feet. Oh god, that's close. <laughs> yeah, now I have just given up. <laughs> Oh, poop. Impossible mission. Joe, you're doing well, you're nearly there. So, walking a fair amount at the moment, I think. 
should be a nice downhill. Scrunching yeah, Motivation now is we're over halfway. So that was like a couple of miles back. So why do you ultra, Simon? Just love running. Love running. Simple as that. Ah, oh. our mobile checkpoint is here. Yeah. I think so. We think we can just make it if we keep going. It's incredible, isn't it? We're getting better support than they would have done on the main race. We actually are. Our own personal mobile jazz themed. You what? My my last cream egg. Oh, okay. Oh, you've sacrificed. You added that you've well, added no. the motivation well, no, you said, you factor said further it, down. You should have it Hambrook. Okay. That'd be cheating, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to pull you along. Cheat yourself. Yeah. I will be so happy when we get to Hamburg, if you don't understand. Me and Anthony have put together this guy to do the podcast with. Yeah. A, a kind of a pie chart of motivational reasons why we ultra and stuff and how we motivate ourselves for them. I must confess, Cadbury's cream egg is not <laughs> on the list at the moment. That's it should just, be. I know, it's a bit of an When over... you had one, did you enjoy it? I, I did. Yeah, I, did. Yeah. It, I think it is largely an oversight on my part, actually. Um, <laughs> Just add it, give it a little bit of Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on. <laughs> Cadbury cream egg. <laughs> it might go on there. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Change of water? No, I'm not drunk in it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to um, cut us off on a bit hand. I don't know how hot it is, but Great, thank you. do you want it? Lucy, Lucy, do you want to get the tea? It's like, we worked out, it's like 50 minutes of like hardcore metal, nice. and then there's two disco songs, yeah. and then a smoochie, um, and then back into 50 minutes of Welcome to Sai's playlist. There was an embarrassing bit down the cycleway, following all these families and stuff, and we weren't really running, and then also like, <laughs> we've, got, we've got to speed up to get past these people. It's so bad. It was so there, no funny. <laughs> and we started singing somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Loudly. Yeah. So it's a brilliant mate station, Hambrook, oh, 65 kilometres, seven more to go, 11 hours 20. We're not going to do the 12 hours, but we'll be just after that, I think, 12.15. But it's it's raining, it's a bit miserable now. So uh, anyway, 
Oh, you booked an ambulance for me. Awesome. <laughs> Just complete, completely, completely wrapped up end-to-end -end service you've given today. This is where you can't find your house key. Come on, Joe. Come on. Come on. We can tap the gate. Yeah, yeah. Hover above it. Hover above, hover it. above it. One, two, three. <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> oh, Sorry. That's right. <laughs> the watch has stopped. We're under 13 hours. <laughs> it's our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Well done. <laughs> well done. It's <laughs> 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 You either did something great or you <laughs> okay. didn't. Runners on trail. Okay, so that was an interesting listen. And you, you go from one extreme to another, one might suggest. Yes, yeah. But you go from someone who just loves running and wants to run and clearly just wants as many different running experiences, I'm guessing. And then someone like me who's just motivated by food. Yes, and, and those rewards of getting to different aid stations. And yeah. In some ways, it's like breaking it up. I think Joe was kind of breaking it up into, right, get to the next aid station, there's this, there's this. And it, 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 it quite often is like that in, in ultras, isn't it? You think, all right, I get to that aid station, I've got that, you know, Transvolcania and stuff. You, I'm not sure ticking someone things was, off. I'm not sure I ever saw the motivation, though. I mean, they were, they were just markers on the way. Yeah. I thought they were, to me, they are motivational points, not necessarily just for the food aspect, but it is a, right, if I get, I break it down into, right, that's the next aid station. This is the segment I'm now doing. If I think about the entirety all the time, then the finish line never gets any closer. The aid stations the mobile aid station that you had on that green man was utterly phenomenal you sent me the pictures they I had know. a full tea set i know it kind of built up through the day so we we the first aid station um uh, was at dundry so yeah we met up on facebook the, the day before and i i i um decided we, that joe and um simon said yeah come come run with us that's fine and they said oh we've got a friend who's going to come and do an aid station at dundry hill so i thought okay brilliant that's about for us i think it was about 18 miles into the 45 um and i just expected um matt is the name just to be there with a bottle of water and a couple of mars bars and that was it I wasn't expecting any more but no his car there the boot was open he had balloons and blow up saxophones he was blaring out jazz music and he had um chocolate eggs and cakes it was easter sunday cakes fizzy drinks all kinds of things i was like yay with it's the mobile jazz aid station and i guess once you've seen that once there is a motivational factor in knowing that in 10 miles it's going yeah. to be there again yeah, and you get said, to see it again. Oh, where do you want to meet us again? And they just kept every kind of five, well, 10 miles or so, he would meet up with us. And more people, more and more people joined as it went through the day. I don't have friends like that. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> It was incredible. A cameraman, this, that and the other. I'm sorry, I've forgotten all you guys' names, but absolutely amazing. Runners on trail. So look, that was a quick run through of what motivates us why we think we run, why we think we run ultras, and what motivates us to get out the door, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'd be interested to hear what you think, because I think there's going to be some follow-ups to this. Uh, we've we've done some aid station work, what motivated us to do that. We might talk about that at some point. Yeah. And also, I'd be really interested in what other people think, because this is just our two thoughts, and I know there'll be other people that think stuff yeah. too. And although we've pulled some ideas in from conversations with people we've had there's probably a lot more reasons why people would want to run trail and ultras yeah 
So let us know what you think. And we'll be back in May when we will have attempted the Thames Path 100. Yes, and hopefully succeeded. I look at that positive mental attitude. Come on, attempted. come on. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do I, it. I, I really hope we will. Yeah, and we'll be back with that podcast at some point in May whenever we've recovered enough yes. and the horror has faded for us to That'll be good. do it. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, and please subscribe if you haven't already. We'd be really pleased if you did. Please do. If you want to get hold of us, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Runners on Trail. You can contact us via email, runnersontrail at gmail.com. You certainly can. Look at you. You're so pleased. I'm that so you got pleased the, you I got, got my email, line right. You got the email address right. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Well done, Fane. <laughs> they call me social media. <laughs> it's not difficult. We've only been doing it for eight months. <laughs> Runners on trail.